There, that's a little better, huh? Wow. Stay in that spot for just a minute. I want you to do something for me. I want you to think in your, in your mind right now how great our God is. Think about that for just a minute. Great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. Great. Proclaim that from your heart this morning. Great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. You know, the Bible says that God inhabits the praises of his children. So when you praise God, he's right here with us. Do you believe that? Do you feel it? Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you, Father. You know, I think about the wars that were won in the Old Testament just by praising God. Just by praising God. God told Jehoshaphat, don't raise a finger. Send the worshipers out in front. You know what happened when he sent the worshipers out in front of his armies? Armies never lifted a finger. They were defeated before the armies ever got there. So think about praise and worship for you this morning. Is that praising God defeats your enemies before you even have to wage war. Before you have to lift a finger. Praising God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Well, let's pray real quick. Father, thank you. Thank you for today, Lord. Thank you for a new year. God, we just, uh, right now, we just turned 2021 over to you, Lord. Father, that you're still on the throne. You're still God and you're still good. Father, we ask for your blessings. Father, we turn this service over to you this morning, Lord. Father, that you would, that you would use me, Father, that I come before you humbly. Father, I bow down before you. And I ask that you would use me that you would speak through me. Father, that you would be glorified and I would be made small, Lord. Father, we just thank you and we praise you for today, thanking you and praise you for every single person that's in here this morning. Love on them, God, just love on them. God, we love you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Let's give the worship team a hand. Thank you. Great job. Great job. Good catch. Good catch. <laughs> well, I just wanted to wish you Happy New Year. Happy 2021. Um, I am Mark Fellini. I, uh, I get the honor of, of standing before you this morning. I'm not a huge title guy. I'm not too much into titles. So, but thank you for being here. We love you and we appreciate you. And you know, Part of what we do um, every, at the first of the month, and this is going to be even a little bit more fun at the first of the year, but at the first of the month, we get to pray over everyone's tithes. 
And for all of you who partner with Northern Colorado Cowboy Church, we get to pray over that and, and, and bless that. But first, I want to do something. I want to show you just a little bit about your tithe. Um, this is not a tithing message yet, but <laughs> somebody puckered. Um, but the thing is, though, is, is, you know, sometimes when we tithe the church, we kind of sometimes go, man, I wonder where that money goes. I don't know if you do, but kind of, man, I wonder where all that money goes. Well, um, we, t- you know, honestly, I, I, not that I wouldn't be, honestly. I need to. Whew. But your church, do you know your church tithes? Amen. Your church tithes. Your church takes 10% and above of everything you give, and we tithe with it. So one of the ministers who tithe, tithe to is in Israel, is Richard Frieden. Some of you may know him. Um, he has Do Hope Ministries. He has a, a youth ministry also in Israel. And he does great things over there. And he's been here a few times. It's been a while since he's been here. Actually, the last time he was here was right before the floods in Estes Park. I got to spend the day with him, but he's an incredible man. So if you guys would, if you'd turn to the TVs and we're going to show you a little bit of what happens when you tithe. Shalom, dear friends, Pastor Darren and Lynette and our dear friends and family, of course, of the Northern Colorado Cowboy Church. This is Richard from Jerusalem. Uh, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. I want to extend my deepest gratitude to each and every one of you uh, for the tremendous, encouraging uh, blessing that was sent to us. Uh, Be blessed. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord shine his face upon you and be gracious to you. May he lift up his crown upon each and every one of you and your children and your children's children and grant you peace and, and health and, and continued uh, 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 sustainability and spiritual blessings. Uh, and all that is needed according to his riches and glory and Messiah Jesus. So I happen to be walking along the trails uh, that lead the, to the village of Ankarim. So this is the birthplace of John, of John the Baptist. And uh, Ankarim means the, the, the spring of the vineyard. Of course, there's also vineyards and olive trees today. But it's known as the spring of the vineyard because... A tributary runs through the village of uh, Ankarim. It's likely that uh, when Mary was here visiting Elizabeth, they stopped at an area where there's a trough with, with, with a water source uh, for the donkeys that they were riding. Uh, so if we go in the direction to the north, as you can see a, a city known as Mevaseret Sion. Mevaseret Sion means the, to, to preach like to preach good tidings to Zion. Mevaser is the evangelist, so it's preaching good news to Zion. And if we are in between these two mountain ranges, then there's a valley that runs through here known as the Valley of Arazin. And we, this runs uh, along a road that leads us to uh, the east, and it takes us up to the city of Jerusalem. So how incredible it is. Ankarim on one side, other side, 
the, the city where the good news must be preached, and it has to go forth from Zion. And there we are today, where two or more are gathered, there he is with us. And it's just incredible that these mobile devices and internet are great for uh, bringing us uh, close together for those of us who are actually uh, quite a distance away from one another. It's an incredible season. It's a season of great opportunity to reach out to hungry hearts and to those who are thirsty for spiritual truth. And uh, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for, for being um, friends and family uh, for such a time as this. God bless you and a very happy Thanksgiving. Thank you so very much, each and every one of you. Have a great day. Love you. Shalom. So what do you think of that? So, uh, so you know that when you give, we just don't hoard it all up and just try to see if we can find ways to spend it. We don't do that. So, <laughs> so if you would, would you join me? I'd like to pray over each of you who partner with us, those of you who may consider partnering, us, partnering with us. Facebook, thank you for joining us. I'd like to pray over Facebook as well. Well, Father, we just thank you and we praise you. Lord, I thank you for those that have partnered with Northern Colorado Cowboy Church. Father, I thank you for the honor that it is that they trust us with your money, Lord. Father, I just ask that you just bless each and every one of them, Father. Father, that you multiply their finances, Father. Father, your word says that you'll rebuke the devourer for their sake. And Father, we just, we just call on that right now, Father, that, that you would rebuke the devourer for their sake, for all of our sake, Father. And God, I thank you for those who are considering tithing. Father, that they would see the benefit, that they would see everything that you want them to see when it comes to finances. Father, again, I just ask that you bless them, keep them. And Father, we love you. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, you guys ready, ready to get rolling here? Ah. <sighs> So, you know, in my normal thing, I have a couple of jokes for you. So what did the cat say after eating a bird that was sitting in the sun? He said, I just can't resist Baskin Robbins. I just love it that you guys laugh at me. Did you hear about the guy that invented lifesavers? They say he made a mint. the last one. It's a drunk guy wandering down the street. He happens to wander into a revival. Well, at this revival, they were doing baptisms. So the drunk guy wanders into the revival. And the preacher looks at him. And he says, do you want to find Jesus? He says, yes. Yes, I do. Drunk as he was. So he takes him down to the water and holds him under, pulls him back up. He says, did you find Jesus? Dragon goes, nope. Preacher grabs him again, dunks him under there, and he holds him down, and he holds him down. Pulls a drunk guy up. Did you find Jesus? And the drunk guy, he's spitting water. He goes, no. 
Preacher was a little bit aggravated by this time. Hold him down. Almost till the bubble stopped coming up. And the guy's thrashing around. Almost. And he pulls him up. And the guy's spitting and water's coming out of his mouth. He goes, did you find Jesus? Jericho goes, are you sure this is where he fell in? If the whole pastor thing doesn't work out, I'm going to go on the road. I'll probably starve there too, I'm afraid. I could probably probably stand to starve a little. but You know, got to thinking, man, new year. New year. You know, 2020 was a rough year for some, wasn't it? You know, um, there were people, I have people in our church that lost loved ones in 2020. And, and there was a lot of, of confusion and a lot of, uh, uh, yeah, a lot of anger. But there was just, it was, it was a rough time. It was unprecedented times. I, mean, I know you all know that. And I'm not telling you anything that you don't know. But you know, the thing is, is what I felt like is 2020 felt like a year that we were just getting by. Does it seem like that to you? It seemed like we're just we just were in the boat. You know, we weren't we weren't taking any ground, we weren't moving ahead, we were just we're just kind of surviving, just getting by. It's kinda like, okay, just gotta wait till 2020's gone and 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 and, and then it'll all be better. You know, I was actually thinking about what Molly said and is what what the whole what the laughter was up here when Molly was doing announcements, because I actually looked at my wife and said, she's preaching my message. <laughs> because, you know, the thing is, is, is 2020, I mean, even from here, Pastor Darren actually said, man, it's a year of vision. It is 2020. It's a year of vision. And you know what? I believe that. I believe that 2020 was a year of vision. Yes. You know, the thing is, is, is uh, I, I can say that 2020 wasn't all bad. Um, I, I, we're all, we're all here. Um, and, but what I think about for 2020 is almost like what Molly said is that we learned a lot of things from 2020, didn't we? We learned a lot about ourselves. Did you guys learn some stuff about yourselves? You know, I, uh, <laughs> I'm kind of a people person. I just love people. I do. I just love people, and and my wife sometimes gets a little uh, gets a little aggravated at me because I'm like, I just need to go to town and be around people. She's like, really? Because my wife is 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 not that social. You don't you couldn't tell it, but I love her so much. But she's she's not, and I I have to have interaction with people. 2020 was tough because it was like. My wife was my entertainment, and she got tired of that really fast. <laughs> and, but the thing is, though, is, is we did. You know, as a church, we learned, we learned a lot of things. We learned um, how valuable um, our congregation is, 
how valuable our faith is. Not that we didn't know that. But there's so many things that we as a church learned. And I hope that all of us was able to garner some things that actually that vision now will carry us into 2021. And that's really, that's my hope and prayer for, for all of you. But you know, we look at 2021, we look at a new year. And we look at this new year with great expectancy, don't we? It's like, man, it's a new year. It's a new start. What does 2021 hold? Do you have expectancy for 2021? Do you have great expectancy for 2021? So what are you expecting in 2021? You don't have to say it out loud, but think about that for just a second. What are you expecting in 2021? Move? No, I'm kidding. But the thing is, though, is there's, there's a lot of expectancy this time of year. But see, what I don't want us to do in 2021, as we did in 2020, we just survived, right? But in 2021, I want us to thrive in 2021. I want us to take new ground, to go places we've never been before, spiritually, physically. How about that? Well, what would happen to take new territory, to expand our territory in 2021? You know, I was thinking about territory and expanding as, I, as I'll read this next scripture, but, you know, as, as most of you know, we have, uh, we have a small herd of cows and with not a very big place, we're always looking for pasture. We're always looking to expand our territory. And those of you who have cows know how difficult that is, that there's just constant quest for more pasture, for more pasture, because feed is so darned expensive. But if you would, if you would open your Bibles to 1 Chronicles 4, 9, we're going to read first, we're going to read 9 and 10 out of the New Living Translation. I'll give you a second to get there. How are you guys doing this morning? You guys doing good? You know, I, I just, before we get started on it, I just have to tell you, one of these days I'm going to bring a GoPro. I, I love, I love to let you guys see what we get to see from up here. Cause it's, it's incredible to see each and every one of your faces. It is honest. There are in this church right now, my most favorite people in the world. Honest. I mean that. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. The only one that's missing is my daughter. But seriously, my favorite people in the world sitting right here. All right, you ready? There was a man named Jabez who was more honorable than any of his brothers. His mother named him Jabez because his birth had been so painful. He was the one who prayed to the God of Israel Oh, that you would bless me and expand my territory. Please be with me in all that I do and keep me from all trouble and pain. And God granted his request. So there was something that's really fascinating. If you spend much time in your Bible, if you've ever came across something that all of a sudden it's like, whoop, what was that? So if you read in, in 1 Chronicles 4, um, from one to eight, it is all genealogy. If you'll read all through that, it's all about genealogy. It's all about 
who had who and whose sons and whose daughters and and they were married to this person and they had and so it was all the way down through that and all of a sudden in verse 9 it says there was a man named Jabez and I'm like so why in all of this genealogy and there's just two scriptures 9 and 10 just the ones that I just read and if you'll read in First Chronicles 4, you'll see that as soon as that's done, they go back to genealogy. So the writer of First Chronicles, I don't know where there's a rabbit trail or a squirrel. But the writer in First Chronicles found it very, very important that we as Christ believers knew about Jabez. But the name Jabez, what's in a name? You ever think about that? What's in a name? Well, the scripture says that his mom named him Jabez because his birth had been so painful. See, but the names of Hebrew children were given very, very purposefully. Moms and dads thought a lot about their names. And they may be named for, as, as a prophecy, they may be named uh, as for memorial occasion, but they all their names had special meanings. So how, oh, and actually then to go on, literally as I studied the name Jabez, literally means he will cause pain. How would you like your name to be that prophecy? Think about that for a second. That your name meant he will cause pain. Well, what I want to do is I want to kind of unpack that just a little bit. See, if you read that scripture, it says that you would bless me. I just want to take this scripture apart a little bit because there's a place that I want to get to that you would bless me. See, Jabez knew that God was the source of all of his blessings. He asked God that he would bless him. There's so many times that, that we are afraid to ask for those things, aren't we? We're afraid to ask, God, just bless me. Just bless me. It seems kind of selfish, doesn't it? But it's not. See, he was asking for more than just material things. He was asking for spiritual blessings. God does bless us with both spiritual and material things when we ask him. And, but just remind yourself that ask for blessings isn't a bad thing. But he goes on to say, and expand my territory. Well, now, as I was telling you, we're always looking for pasture. This isn't what he's talking about. He's not talking about physical territory. He's talking about his spiritual territory. He's talking about his realm of influence. The interesting thing about Jabez is he, there's, he was only mentioned in this scripture. That was it. He was never mentioned again. We don't know anything else about him. 
but he asked God to expand his territory. But see, he was concerned for what I gather, and from what I could study, his focus was impacting the kingdom of God. That he would, that God would expand his realm of influence, not just physical. See, he wanted to reach others for the sake of God's kingdom. But he goes on to say, be with me in all that I do. See, Jabez recognized that he was only human and that he needed God's help. He asked God's hand to be with him and to guide him onto the right path and hold him throughout his journey. But see, without God's hand leading us on our journeys, all the blessings that Jabez received would kind of be a waste, wouldn't they? And he goes on and says, And keep me from all trouble and pain. The New King James Version says that you would keep me from evil that I may not cause pain. See, if you remember back, as I'd said, literally said that he would cause pain. And God granted his request. God granted his request. So what is it to enlarge our territory? Like Jabez prayed. Have you ever prayed that? God, that you would, that you would enlarge my territory? But what about our spiritual territory? God, that I could reach others. God, that I could be an influence in someone's life. What would happen if we could supercharge our spiritual life? Does anybody want to supercharge their spiritual life? Three of you? Wow, that's awesome. What would happen if you could make 2021 your best year ever? Your best year ever. See, to take spiritual territory is to do something you have never done before. Or maybe not often. How do we enlarge our territory? I'm glad you asked that. See, God is an ever-moving God. You know, the thing is, is when God does something huge in your life or in anyone's life in the world, he doesn't stop there and go, wow, that was cool, huh? He doesn't just stop and sit. God is constantly moving, constantly doing more and more and more and more. So the thing is, is so that we ask to expand our territory. You know what? Some of you may have prayed and asked God to expand my territory. Maybe God has expanded your territory. Are you just sitting there? No, let's move. Let's move. We're going to get more territory and more territory and more territory. Right? All right. See, you know, there's an interesting thing. As I think about territory, about the influence that we have as Christians. 
You know, I've said this before from the pulpit. You know, my thoughts of being a good neighbor is making sure my fences are tight, my dogs stay home, my calves don't crawl through the fence, that I keep my trash on my side of the fence. Honest. So that's my idea of being a good neighbor. You want to know the sad part? I'm not 100% positive my neighbors are going to heaven or not. That's my realm of influence. I'm going to change that. But do you know that almost half of all Americans, 44%, have no idea where they'll go when they die? But only 2% believe that they'll go to hell. Forty-four percent have no idea where they'll where they'll go when they die, but only two percent believe they'll go to hell. So you may be asking, how can I expand my territories? How can I expand my territory? I'm going to show you some ways to expand your territory. I'm not getting after you, okay? (laughs) But ways to expand your territory. Volunteer in your church. There are so many opportunities just here at Northern Colorado Cowboy Church to get involved. And you know, the thing is, is, is in what I get to do here, I work with so many of the ministry leads. You know, the number one, question or the number one request I get the number one thing that they that all of the ministry leaders say you know what they say I need more people every single ministry in the church says I need more people I need more people I think about the 80 20 rule that 20 percent do 20 percent of the people do 80 percent of the work you know what you may be sitting there sworn and saying, I don't know what I could do in church. I promise you, I promise you if you have a heartbeat, we can find a spot for you. Right. Promise. <laughs> Feel your pulse real quick. Real quick. Do you have a pulse? Do you have a pulse? Yes, you do too. If you have a pulse, I promise that we can use you. You know, I think about our worship team. We could use a drummer on our worship team. We could use more male voices. We could use more male voices. I love Kirsty. I love the whole worship team. I do. I adore them. (laughs) Stop it. But you know what? We could. You know, there's opportunities on the sound team. There's opportunities on the media team. You know, I get the opportunity to, to work closely with the sound and media team. People walk up there, they look at all the buttons on the soundboard and go, whoa, not me. <laughs> but the thing that's so fascinating about it, it's dumb simple. It is so dumb simple. If I can do it, trust me, it's dumb simple. <laughs> you know, it's so cool with technology that, you know, I, I think especially like on sound and stuff, on technology, we have a digital board. So the digital board, 
it has a memory. So there's just like little tweaks that you do and that's it. The rest of it, the board does itself. But you know, the thing is, is there's opportunities in guest services. There's people that greet you at the door. There's people that make coffee. And you know, the thing that makes me sad sometimes is that people come in and they don't even think about everything that goes into making sure that coffee's made and, 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 and everything is ready to go. There's a lot of thought that goes into that. We don't do things just kind of like, no, there's a lot of thought that goes into it. You know, the thing is, is there's opportunities on the usher team to make sure that each of you have a seat and that you're comfortable and that everything's okay. There's opportunity on the security team. There's opportunities. There's countless opportunities back in kids' church. Pastor Greg works so hard making sure that those of you that have kids back there are not just babysat. They're not babysitters back there. They don't go back there and, you know, just tell them, go sit in the corner and play games. No, they teach them the word of God. I hear stories. I hear stories about, uh, about kids that, that go home and, and they're telling mom and dad what they learned back in Gen now. You get to be a part of that if you want. We'd love to have you. I will tell you, each and every one of you, we would love to have you. All right, that's my spiel. <laughs> I told you this wasn't a true tithing message. This isn't a true tithing message, but I'm going to talk to you. You know, you could expand your territory by tithing. Oh, oh. Somebody just said, yeah, he just stopped preaching and started meddling, didn't he? But you know what, though? The promises of tithing are incredible. I want to tell you just a really quick story. I don't know how quick it'll be. You know me. You know, Amy and I, at one point in time, it had been years and years and years ago. Um, We'd been coming here for a little while, and Pastor Darren was teaching about tithing. And Amy and I both decided, I, I don't know that I looked up and said, I think we ought to tithe, or she said we ought to tithe. I think we both just started talking about it, decided we were going to tithe. Well, so to try to make this as short as I can, we um, at the time had three gas wells on our property. And they paid, they paid a, little bit of, a, a little bit of royalty. And I mean, it wasn't huge, but it helped make our bills. It really is. As a matter of fact, without it, we were pretty in trouble. So um, it was early in the year. Um, we didn't get a, a check. And sometimes, you know, those checks would, they'd maybe if a check was small or something, but they hadn't been very small. Um, but it didn't come that month. And sometimes when it wasn't, you know, when they weren't super big, they'd maybe combine two months or maybe they'd get behind a month or something. And so the, so the check didn't come. It's like, okay, we'll leak by. Well, the next month the check didn't come. Well, I gotta be honest with you. I was starting to get a little bit nervous because I'm just going to be honest. We had kind of got ourselves in a spot that we kind of depended on that. I know, I know, bad choice, but we did. We depended on that. So I called the oil company and I said, hey, so this is Mark Fellini. 
Um, didn't get a check last month. Didn't get a check this month. Uh, uh, what's going on with that? So she's kind of looking and she goes, oh, oh, Mr. Fellini. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, what? She goes, yeah, we, uh, you're not going to get a check for a while. I'm like, say what? She said, we've overpaid you by $27,000. I'm like, say what? And so what we had found out is there were gas wells on my neighbor's place. Well, they had been paying me for his. Accidentally paying me for his and mine. So... As a good Christian boy I was, I'm like, well, that's not my fault. I'm just being really super transparent this morning. And God kind of got after me. And I'm like, and Amy and I sat down at the table and, and we said, you know, I mean, like I said, we just started tithing. And now all of a sudden, we needed that tithe money to survive. And Amy and I looked at each other and said, well, what are you going to do? And we both agreed 1,000%. We're going to keep tithing. We're going to keep tithing. We're going to keep tithing. And it took it took about 12 years to accumulate that $27,000 of overpayment. You want to know something that's really cool? Is God they they so they said they're going to hold our checks. It took three years to pay it back. Is that cool or what? But something though, the coolest thing in the world that came out of this is Amy kept writing that tithe check. We kept tithing. Do you know we never ever once went without? Ever. We never missed a house payment. We never missed a car payment. We, we had heat. Now granted, we didn't go out to eat a lot. But you know what? Through our tithing, I know that God honored everything we did. God, I'll tell you, if you, if you were to look at it, and you would say, there is no way you could survive on that amount of money. It's like, yeah, no kidding. But you know what? We did. We never missed a payment. Never missed nothing. God was so good and faithful. He just extended and extended and extended us. So you know what? Tithing works. I promise. You ask anyone in here that tithes, and I'll bet you virtually every single person in here that tithes can tell you a story about tithing and God's goodness in that tithing. He says, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. So men, there's some great opportunities to expand your territory. You know, the first Tuesday of every month, we have a men's meeting here at church. I know of three men in here that work really hard every month to make sure that they bring you something worthwhile to attend. You want to, you want to enlarge your territory? Come to men's group. Get in fellowship with other men and watch God expand your territory. You know what? It, it kind of breaks my heart sometimes because at these men's meetings, sometimes we've got four or five guys. Where's everybody at? I promise there's value here. I, I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not sorry. I'm not getting after. Sorry, not sorry. 
I'm not, I'm not getting after you. If you want to expand your territory, you got to move. God's not sitting there with sitting on his laurels on his last big deal. God's moving. God's moving. You need to move. You need to move. Women, I'll tell you what. Wives, make it uncomfortable for your husband to stay home this Tuesday night. Make it uncomfortable. I put, I put the pressure on the guys that, that are leading this. You know that? Make it uncomfortable for them to stay home. Ladies, you're not off the hook. Candace has a wonderful team of ladies that lead a great women's ministry here at church. And they do a great job. They do a great job. You know what? It's the third Thursday of every month. The third Thursday of every month. You want to expand your territory, ladies? They've got something for you, I promise. I promise. Expand your territory. But what would happen if we could commit to reading the Bible every day? Now, last year I announced this, but I want to talk to you a little bit about it. I have a great story that goes with this. You know, uh, last year we had a 21-day Bible reading challenge. Have you ever heard of Anybody remember that from last year? Well, I believe it was in November. I received a text from a man. He said, you know, the Bible, the 21-day Bible program you started? I said, yep. He said, I started it. He said, I started it with the church. And I'm paraphrasing. He said, you know what happened today? I just finished reading through the entire Bible. He said, I'd never read through the Bible before. He read through the entire Bible because of that start. So I'll give you some statistics. Well, before that, has everybody, anybody ever heard this? Bible, B-I-B-L-E, basic instruction before leaving earth. Amen. <laughs> Think about that for a minute. Basic instruction before leaving earth. But there's some pretty interesting statistics. You know me, I'm kind of a statistic guy. I Because I, it makes me feel smart. <laughs> hey man, I use whatever tools it takes to make me feel smart. <laughs> but this is, they did a Pew survey of churchgoers. This isn't of the world, this is of church people. 18% of churchgoers never read their Bible. Can you imagine 18% of people sitting in church don't read their Bible. Ever. 22% read the Bible once a month. 14% read the Bible once a week. 26% read the Bible a few times a month. But only 19% of churchgoers read the Bible every day. Could that expand your territory? Could that expand your realm of influence? Sometimes I think, well, people are sitting there thinking, well, why should I read the Bible? Well, how will you ever know what God's word says in your situation? You know, I hear people, I hear people say, well, you know, God just wants me to, you know, God just brought this on me so I can endure it. No, he doesn't. 
God doesn't make you sick. God doesn't give you disease for you to learn something from it. How many of you have kids in here? How many of you, if you make a mistake, is he going to break his arm? Hires a parent for you? No. No, our God's a loving God. But the thing is, though, is he's hid treasures in here. He's had, he's hid diamonds and rubies and wonderful treasures in here. But do you know what? If you never open it and spend time in it, how will you ever know what those treasures are? How will you ever know what those promises are? How will you ever know that God says, I'll rebuke the devourer for your sake? How will you ever know that God says, you're the head and not the tail, you're above and not beneath? How will you ever know that these are the plans that I have for you? How will you ever know if you don't spend time in this? It's just a new habit. You know, I said this before, but you know, they say that it takes 21 days to create or break a habit, right? I read one time that if you walk into a stinky room, that it takes 21 seconds for your olfactory system to dismiss a new smell. 21 seconds. There's something behind that, isn't it? What would happen if you could, you church today could commit to reading the Bible for the next 21 days every day? What do you think? Come on, you guys are looking at me like this. Stop that. What would happen if you could commit the next 21 days to reading the Bible with me? 21 days, that man told me, he said, you said that 21 days would create a habit. He said, you know what happened? 21 days created a habit. And he's sitting here this morning. So if I was lying, he'd come up here and knock me down. I know he would. So I'll tell you what I've done. So what we've put together is a 21-day Bible reading program. It's pretty simple. John was Jesus's best friend. Who else, who would know Jesus better than John? So what, you know how many days, how many chapters there are in John? 21. So the next 21 days, we're going to read through John, starting with John 1 tomorrow. And every day we're going to read a chapter in John. So we're doing it on the YouVersion Bible app. If you would like to join us, we'd love to have you join us. Um, you can actually search me. It's just Mark Felitti, and you can friend me, and you can join us. If not, if you send me an email, I'm going to put this out there. If you send me an email, Mark at n3c.tv, I will email you where we're reading that day. I'll make it easy for you to participate in this. But you know what? Join us. See what the next 21 days of reading the Bible could change your life. Expand your territories. There's other ways to expand your territories. What about worship? You know, the thing is, as I, as I, as I look at our precious worship team, and they're worshipers. Amen. And sometimes I stand in church and I watch. And I was this guy. Oh, I'm too cool. I'm not going to raise my hand. Somebody will see me. I'm too cool for that. 
But you know what? Worship is a participation sport. Amen. You know, the thing is, is, is worship is a matter of the heart. Worship must be felt and can't be ritualistic. See, it just can't be kind of an external thing, just kind of going through the motions. But I read this. I didn't write this. True worship is a heartfelt expression of love, adoration, admiration, fascination, wonder, and celebration. It's something that happens in your heart and soul when you begin to praise God for who he is and thank him for what he's done. You know, I'll tell you a quick story. Paul and Silas in prison. In Acts 16, 23 through 31 in the Passion Translation, it says, after they were severely beaten, they were thrown into prison, and the jailer was commanded to guard them securely. So the jailer placed them in the innermost cell of the prison and had their feet bound and chained. Actually, the innermost cell of the prison is in the dungeon, is below the lowermost part of prison. Paul and Silas, undaunted, prayed in the middle of the night and sang songs of praise to God, while all of the other prisoners listened to their worship. Suddenly, a great earthquake shook the foundations of the prison. All at once, every prison door flung open and the chains of all the prisoners came loose. Startled, the jailer awoke and saw every cell door standing open, assuming that the, pri- that the prisoners had escaped. I almost said parishioners. Had escaped. (laughs) He drew his sword and was about to kill himself. When Paul shouted in the darkness, Stop, don't hurt yourself, we're all still here. The jailer called for a light. When he saw that they were still in their cells, he rushed in and fell, trembling at their feet. Then he led Paul and Silas outside and asked, What must I do to be saved? They answered, Believe in the Lord Jesus. And you will be saved, you and all of your family. See, worship aligns us with the Holy Spirit and the heart of God. Here's another, oppor- here's another opportunity for you. This Friday night, the 8th, is a worship night. You know what? It's an opportunity for you to come, spend time in worship with him. You know, the thing is, is this auditorium is pretty big. You don't have to come right here or right there. You can find a spot and you can worship God. You can bring a Bible. You can read. You can be still if that's what it takes for you. But you know what? I really encourage you to come to the worship night this this Friday. And lastly, um, on January 1st, we started our church-wide fast. It's a 21-day fast. They're following the Daniel program. And actually, in the bookstore, if you want one, there's a fasting journal. Uh, they're, again, they're following the David fast. This is written by uh, Jensen Franklin. It says, your personal 21-day guide to a successful fast. So you may be sitting there this morning saying, why would I want to fast? My wife asked that. That's supposed to be funny. <laughs> My wife is laughing. See... We're three-part beings. We're body, which is our flesh, our mind, and our spirit. See, most of the time, our flesh makes a lot of our decisions for for us, doesn't it? Well, you know what? So 
what we do through fasting is that we weaken the powerful bond between our flesh and strengthen our relationship with God, our spirit to spirit. Less of us and more of him. And that's always going to be kind of cool, isn't it? But I read this also. Fasting is like turning the volume knob down on our flesh and turning it up in the spirit. We gain authority, clarity, and closeness with God. Now, granted, I said they started uh, January 1st, which was Friday. Today's Sunday. It's not too late. You can join in on this fast today. Uh, There's a Facebook page. If you would like to join the Facebook page, uh, I've noticed some precious, precious people in our church are posting encouragement. and, And please join in on the fast. Pray and ask God if that's what he wants you to do. But I want to go back to Jabez for just a minute. See, Jabez was a gimper. A gimper is someone who goes one step further than the rest. There was a man by the name of Dr. Richard Sumi, and he coined the term gimper. Is a Christian who is not content with mediocrity or status quo. He's one that goes above and beyond. An impassioned man or woman the excellent committed man or woman and the man or woman of the minority. A gimper is one who aspires to excel, to be different. One committed to the core thoroughly and unequivocally. So what do you believe in God for in 2021? What do you believe in God for? So did everyone get an index card? Did everyone get one? Raise your hand if you didn't get one, and we'll make sure that you have one. Did anyone not get an index card? Man, guest services team, what a great job. Man. So, Habakkuk 2 2 and 3 says, Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision. And make it plain on tablets, that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak, and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. So what I want you to do this morning, you don't have to do it right this minute, but I want you to write down what you're believing God for in 2021. Your goals, your aspirations, where can he expand your territory in 2021? Then I want you to take that card and I want you to put it somewhere that you see all the time. Men, you may put it on your mirror where you shave or if you don't shave, put it somewhere. Ladies, you know what? Put it on your makeup mirror. Put it someplace where you can see it every single day. And you can be reminded of what you're believing God for. And that you pray over that. Put it in your car. Hang it from your rearview mirror. I don't care where you put it, but hang this card somewhere. Please do this. But let's go back to First Chronicles 4.10. The last line of that, 
The very last sentence says, and God granted him his request. Why? Why? Why did God grant Jabez his request? Because Jabez was a prayer. Because he asked. Scripture also says, you have not because you ask not. Jabez was a prayer. He simply asked God to bless him, and he did it. See, some translations says that Jabez was righteous. The word honorable, honored, same thing as righteous. 2 Corinthians 5.21, it says, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God. You know what? You're righteous. In Christ, you are righteous. So you know what? Jabez was no better than you. God is, I believe with all I am, that God is just waiting to answer your prayers. Ask him. Believe him. He's just waiting to bless you. So let's pray real quick. Heavenly Father, I thank you and I praise you. God, thank you so much for today. God, I thank you for your word. And God, I just ask that if there was anyone here under the sound of my voice, listening via podcast, watching on our live stream, Father, I just ask right now, God, if they've never made the decision to follow you, to follow Jesus, that they would make that decision right here, right now. Say, yes, I will. Yes, I will follow you. First step. First step. God, I thank you. Thank you for those who are making that decision right now. Father, I pray over the hearts of, of, of people that are still concerned over their loved ones. Father, I just pray that you would just, that you would mend their hearts, Father. That you would, that you would bless them, Lord. And we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name, amen. amen. So there's one last thing I want to do. I want you guys to pray this with me. You guys ready? So I want you to think about this first. We're going to pray the prayer of Jabez all together. Together, we're going to pray this. But if you don't want God to expand your territory, better not ask him because he's going to do it. If you don't want blessings, don't pray it. But I want to pray this right now. Would you guys, would you guys pray with me, please? Would you, I'm going to lead you, and you guys just repeat after me. Oh, Heavenly Father, I ask that you would bless me and expand my territory. Please be with me in all that I do. And please keep me from all trouble and pain. In Jesus' name, amen. So expect that. Expect that. Expect that. All right. Well, you guys, thank you so much. Thanks. Thank you so much for being here. Happy New Year. You know, just know this thing is we love you guys very, very much. I love you guys very, very much. It's always such a joy to see each and every one of you. Well, most of you. No, sorry. All of you. I'm just kidding. All right. We well, love you guys.